My name is Logan Draper, and this is Modern Mad Men, Episode 7. And today, we're sitting with Matt Yo, the president and CEO. You got it. I get it. I got it. Of United Way. Matt, introduce yourself. I'm Matt from United Way. Uh, I've been with the organization eight years. Uh, I've been in the role of president CEO for a little over two years now. Awesome. How'd you get into the United Way world? Well, I was in corporate world. Uh, it's about when the time the economy kind of tanked. Uh, I was doing some volunteer work. Always been involved with nonprofits. And uh, at the time, I was uh, a lone executive, uh, team leader and stuff like that, helping out with the annual campaign for United Way. And uh, basically, my company said we're pulling out all our, our closing all our branches in the um, southwest part of the region. So all of a sudden I was unemployed and uh, I was volunteering. So it just it made sense. Uh, it, it was different. I thought it was going to be temporary, uh, just something to kind of fill that stopgap in employment. And I've been there for eight years now. So it's been great and rewarding. Yeah. Some of the things that we were talking about um, before the recording, which I'd love for you to touch on, is um, you'd, you'd mentioned like the, the brand United Way and, and, sure. and trying to make sure people understand that as generations come up. Yeah. Talk about some of that struggle. Yeah, I mean, United Way, I mean, we've been here in this area of North Texas, Wichita Falls area, for over 95 years now. That's so uh, it's gone through some name changes. Um, but if you trace our organization where it's at now back to uh, where it began, it's been here about 97 years. Uh, a lot of our parents, what I say my parents, uh, understand United Way because uh, they grew up with it. And, and it, you know, there's a lot of truth to uh, our grandparents and parents being part of that greatest generation because uh, it was instilled with them uh, at an early time to give back. Uh, and so there was no question that they were always going to give financially, give their time, and do whatever it took to give back to make community stronger. Uh, of course, when I think back to maybe how times might have been, your community was what you had, uh, whereas now with technology, you feel like a, a community is boundless. You know, yep. there's no boundaries. You know, because of technology and social networks and things like that. So, we struggle with now uh, connecting with a lot of the younger generations uh, and understanding what United Way is. You probably have heard of it. It's it's one of like the top one or two uh, most recognizable charity brands in, in the world, and, and United Way is global. But the younger generation doesn't connect with it. And that's, that's some kind of the frustrations I find, uh, wondering how I connect and tell the stories to the younger generation to where uh, they understand our role in the community yeah. and um, how they can be a part of it. Yeah, touch on that a little bit. Like, I know it's kind of an unfair question, but sure. w- what does, who is United Way and what do you guys do? Well, currently United Way, you know, our mission, when you sum it up, you know, it's a little longer mission, but it's basically to improve the lives of those in our community. And it's broad, right, yeah. uh, improving lives. But basically, uh, really what we're trying to do is make positive change in the community. Uh, and the best way we do that is through our annual campaign. Uh, it's a fundraiser, basically. And the way we generate the majority of our revenue uh, is what we consider our workplace campaign. And that's basically going out to employers uh, to meet people where they work and ask for them to uh, make a sacrifice and a donation uh, through their paycheck. 
Um, there's a lot of studies on it, but it, most people are, it's easier to give when you don't really feel the hurt and recognize it. So, you know, if people are giving an hour's pay a month or say 10 bucks or something like that, uh, they're not seeing it in their, their paycheck because it's never hitting their account. Yeah. Uh, it's an easy way to give. Whereas, uh, and it's also easy because, you know, United Way right now is supporting 16 different organizations uh, here in this area. Um, so it makes a big impact where you can make one gift and it's going to support 16 organizations versus, say, you getting out uh, your checkbook and writing 16 checks or going online and donating to 16 different organizations. And, you know, we're trying to make it easier uh, to support these organizations. And, you know, they've all been vetted through a process to where we know what they're doing with their work and how they're yeah. spending their money. So uh, it kind of gives them some more credibility when you're giving to us because, you know, these organizations are good. Yeah. Yeah, and I know for our generation, and we talked about this a little bit, but for our generation, you know, we have a trust a distrust, I guess, sometimes mm-hmm. in, in nonprofits, you know, coming from the church world, we know that's been an issue for people. Where's their money going? How's it spent? Sure. How do you guys, how are you guys countering that right now? Yeah, and, and you see it all the time, you know. Uh, everything we hear in the news is obviously usually negative, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's what people want to focus on. So if there's one story that you hear about, you know, I'll, I'll throw out there the Wounded Warrior uh, found, mm-hmm. Foundation organization you know, there was there was a lot of talk about how they were using a lot of funds for lavish trips and things like that. And, you know, there was a low percentage of the f- dollar that you're giving to the organization going to direct services. Uh, and, it's, and it's organizations like that that get in the news. It creates this mistrust uh, where people start questioning, you know, giving to a nonprofit and how, in, how the money's being used. You know, we're, we're very... Um, we're about transparency and we're very cognizant of what our administrative costs are and keeping things low. Um, because we also recognize that these dollars need to be going to the people that we're trying to help. And, um, what most people don't understand too, on the flip side of nonprofits is that uh, it does take money to run a nonprofit. Obviously there's building expenses, there's salaries and things like that to make sure the work gets done but at a reasonable cost as well. And, and so, you know, having a board, uh, posting your financials on your website, uh, having open meetings, uh, I think that's all very important to tr- create trust. Yeah. Uh, and we kind of do that with our organizations that we fund. You know, we ask them to show us their audits or financial reviews and things like that. So, again, we're making sure that when people are entrusting us uh, with their with their dollars and their money, uh, if they're going to go to this organization, we've done our part to make sure that hey, they're doing the right thing with that money. Yeah, and you you mentioned the the word story. We believe that especially like in a time with the digital space and with all of the content that's out there. I mean, mm-hmm. it just it just blows up. I mean, there's yeah. you, you can read everything everywhere. You should never be bored anymore as long as no. you have a smartphone. No. Um, but for you guys, really, the game is storytelling. Sure. Um, how have you guys done that, and, and what are you guys looking to do? Well, I mean, that that's the challenge. Uh, like I mentioned, we got we have 16 organizations that we're working with, not to mention some of the things that we're doing in-house, like programs like uh, VITA, which is a volunteer income tax assistance program, 211, uh, all the ways they're helping individuals in our area, and even with the, the hurricanes that recently happened, you know, they took thousands of calls for people looking for assistance and things like that uh, during and after the hurricane. 
So there's a lot of stories out there that we have, and that I think that's the struggle I have is because it's, it, there's so much we can do. And with uh, kind of the environment now that there's a nonprofit for any cause, yep. it's so easy uh, to start a nonprofit. So there's so many of them, uh, and, it's, and it's competitive. It really is. I mean, we're, we're fundraising right now, and there's a lot of nonprofits out there doing the same thing. So how do we set ourselves apart? And, and again, they're all great causes. Uh, I would say most of them are great causes. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's some nonprofits out there that kind of raise your eyebrows, but um, telling our story is something that I, I hope that we can capitalize on as we move forward uh, and do a better job of it. Um, you know, we've always gone the route of trying doing something professionally uh, and, you know, featuring a couple of the stories. But uh, as we were talking earlier, uh, maybe that's something that we should do uh, quicker. You know, we all have iPhones and, and now with technology the way it is we can always capture stories uh, yeah. and, and it's trying to find that content and the best way to share it uh, and it's free now to share it uh, so we need to do a better way of that especially connecting with the younger generation to uh, get our story out and again show when you're donating who you're who the who the money's going to and then in turn how that money's being used to change lives yeah our generation's weird it's different I mean, it's different. I, and I, we always get tagged with entitled, um, and which in some ways probably could be true. Um, but I think that for us, and we want to give, I think people in general now, we want to give to something specific, you know. And I think I, I've seen you guys do that really well. Um, you know, my wife used to work for you, yeah. and, you know, Aaron used to work, mm-hmm. uh, came out of the United Way yep. world, and um, we have a huge heart for what you guys are doing. And so I think people love to give to something specific. Yeah. You know, they want to know. You know, it's easy, you know, when you're going to give to like a homeless um, nonprofit, you know, like, hey, just generically. But when you start to see the stories and the eyeballs and the real people behind where the money's going. Sure. But it is tough. I mean, there's just so many places that money's going now. Like, I mean, you got to get a movie pass. You got to get, you know it's called? Movie pass? That's right. Okay. Movie pass, Netflix. I mean, people are just spending their money at yeah. all. And how do you sell them that they should invest back? You know, especially in a time where we feel like money's so tight because... We've got to go eat out 17 times a week. You know, we got to do all that stuff. And so it's, it's becoming this thing where I think the storytelling is so vital because when people catch the vision, yeah, they and, buy in. And I think I saw that a couple of years ago. We tried the route uh, in some marketing of showing, again, this this bigger impact yeah. and, and use a lot of statistics, which, you know, it's great showing, again, the how we're impacting the community. And it might say, you know, 2,315 kids receive after school care to lead to, you know, 46% showing an increase in attendance at school and, and in grades and things like that. It doesn't resonate with people I saw, uh, or the numbers in return didn't resonate as much as, you know, actually focusing on one individual student yeah. and telling their story in detail, showing their face, like you said, their eyes. Uh, I think that's maybe the way to go. Uh, even though, to me, some parts of my head work, you know, I want to see this big impact. But then again, the emotional side of you, uh, most people I think would probably give more from the heart. There's a lot of truth to that. So it, again, it's connecting to the heart. Yeah. I've, I've noticed that too, like when you go to check out and like that sometimes I'm going to check out, it's like, would you like to donate a dollar to, you know, Children's Miracle Network or yeah. whatever? And I always feel like the worst human being on earth. If you say no. I'm just like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not donating a dollar. Because I had just spent $3 in this energy drink I had to have. <laughs> and this kid doesn't deserve this dollar. Just kidding. But 
like when you really dive in, you get to hear, you know, the story or you get to know, like, you know, if you were able to walk someone through the hallways of the Children's Miracle Network and see exactly you know, these people, I mean, you're going to give to that. And, and we've seen the benefits of what United Way has done in the community. Um, this is probably a super unfair question, so you don't have to answer it. But do you have like a project of the last few years that like got you the most? Like, man, this was game changer or... Well, again, uh, you mentioned Aaron. Some of the work that is being done in the early childhood side, mm. uh, that has taken off. That That's something that, you know, the work started by a local foundation uh, investing in this idea that United Way had uh, really focused on early childhood education. You know, again, there's so many studies that, you know, a child to be prepared to go into, say, like kindergarten, stuff like that, the repercussions that they're not, you know, and, mm. and a lot of times if they're not really caught up by the say grade three, they're never going to get caught up, you know, and there's also studies out there that say they predict prison population by a lot of different statistics going back that far. And, you know, we have done some amazing things uh, with early childhood education from working with childcare centers to making sure that uh, they have the proper equipment, the training material, how they're working with children. It's not about babysitting anymore. Uh, mm. It can't be about just making sure the kid's in a safe environment. Uh, the kids need to be in, in, in a rich environment to where they're having hands-on uh, educational opportunities. Uh, to then going into after-school care, you know, we, we fund organizations uh, like Southside Youth Center, Boys and Girls Club, organizations like that uh, to where uh, again, they're not just in a safe environment, but they're getting tutorial, you know, homework help. You know, a lot of going back to studies with, um, I never knew this one, you know, until I started getting older and reading studies about this summer loss, you know, the summer loss about, you know, you finish, say, in August at certain some type of uh, level of knowledge, uh, and then time you interact in school, you've slipped back and slid back. So teachers are almost at the beginning part of the year having to reteach a lot of the stuff that was taught the year before because in the summer we were off doing our own things and we didn't, we weren't reading, we weren't doing math and things like that. So yep. they, they started thinking, you know, what are some ways that we can keep kids involved, in, you know, with their mind during the summer? And again, as technology increases and in studies, we're trying to stay on top of things. And again, we've had partnerships with WFISD, um, Burt Burnett ISD, and, and some uh, others. Uh, that we're doing some great things. We're doing some longitudinal studies right now. Again, we're getting back into the data, tracking, saying, you know, this kid was part of, you know, this program and was in this environment comparing to kids that weren't, where are they now? And yeah. is there a difference to, again, show if what we're doing is working? And, you know, businesses do it. Why should not profits not do it? Because yeah. it's easy to have this idea and spend money uh, on what you think might be good, but unless you're measuring it and really evaluating it, you might need to be doing something different because it might not be working. Yeah. Is that a difficult thing to, to track? Yeah. Uh, you know, with all, everything now with privacy and things like that, and then you have to have great partners, but we do have great partners at WFISD. You know, the big joke around our office place is with all the work that we're doing within uh, early childhood and education, we have one, two, three, at least four retired educators from the WFISD. That's cool. So, I mean, you're talking about, you know, we have some of the, the smartest and most capable employees in that area that have spent 
their career, you know, 20 plus 30 years in education. And then they see the importance of it and see again, what United Way is trying to do. And they want to come to work for us and uh, continue uh, in those efforts. So uh, I couldn't be more happy with uh, the employees that we have over there. That's good. And that, you know, did you call it a summer loss? Yeah. I've never heard of that. Cause I feel like yeah. probably most of my junior high and high school was just a, like a school year loss in school year loss. Yeah. I didn't really, I never <laughs> really years read. Loss. Yeah. <laughs> I could barely read. Uh, no, I, I, I grew, you know, school was brutal for me. Yeah. Um, I never really cared. All just, subjects or certain ones. I mean, basically everything. It was just, well, it, I didn't want to apply myself. I needed to make the grades to play sports, you know? And so then I went to college and I was like, ah, I don't really want to do this. And so then I started cleaning toilets in here, DesignWorks. Um, but I think back to like all the opportunities I was given. You know, even now, yeah. like, even now, I, I feel like I put the work in to be where I'm at, you know, but I was still given these opportunities. And so looking back, and it's something we talk about a lot up here is like the, giving people opportunities to succeed, you know, and that's why I've been grateful, you know, getting to hear the stories from you guys about like the ch- early childhood stuff. Yeah. Like giving people that don't always have those opportunities to get into a better environment to learn, especially yeah. as technology is changing. Yeah. I mean, anybody, um, can be trained and equipped to, to use some of these skills to make money and to be, um, you know, better equipped for life. We yeah. got to have the opportunity to have those. So not to put a downer on the conversation, but I am excited about one of our newer partners, uh, that we're funding, uh, and it's NAMI Wichita Falls, which NAMI, mm-hmm. N-A-M-I stands for the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Uh, that's something that's pretty dear to my heart. Uh, you know, when we've gone out and talked to people and, we ask the question, how many people in the room have been uh, affected or know someone that's been affected by a mental illness or suicide? Yep. And I will tell you that most, the majority of the places that we've gone, uh, 80, 90% of people, sometimes 100% of people hold up their hand. You know, mental illness is one of those things that uh, has a stigma attached to it. And, mm-hmm. and I know that's part of their work is uh, trying to work around what that uh, stigma is and that, you know, it's okay to ask for help and what the signs are. Uh, you know, Jessica's been going into a lot of the schools and it's to the point now the schools are calling her and saying, we need you to get in here. Um, a statistic that she shares is suicide is the second leading cause of death for kids aged 10 to 24. I mean, you think about second? that. 10 to 24 years of old. The second leading cause is suicide. That's hard. That's something that should not happen in our society, and uh, and I think mental illnesses have a lot to do with that. You know, I I wrote a editorial in the paper uh, last month, and I talked about a guy that I was in junior high band with, and uh, he committed suicide when I was in eighth eighth grade. Uh, so he's part of that statistic, and um, mm. a, a lot of it is you know what were the signs that led up to it because. Studies also show there are signs and how to recognize them is, is the important factor. So she's working with students. She's working with teachers uh, on all that. And it's something that I'm proud that United Way stepped up and said, hey, here's this great nonprofit. That it's a small nonprofit. It's been in our area a while, but no one's ever heard of. They have this idea of doing something that's, in my opinion, kind of a game changer uh, and something that's so important. And, and you talk about changing lives i mean it could be saving lives really the work that she's doing and um you know united way is not about just funding the same nonprofits over and over and over we're, we're reevaluating on a consistent basis and again we saw and this committee saw when they went through the process hey this is something that's important to our community there's a need we need to put some money towards this and it's just taken off how so how do you guys you know 
how do you guys determine, you know, which nonprofits, where you're going to put your money, all that stuff? Well, right now, the current business model right now for how we do that is uh, we did this last year. We got together a group of, gosh, it was like 20 or 30 different community members. And we tried to be as representative of our community as possible. I mean, uh, people from all over the community. They, uh, we asked nonprofits to submit proposals. Uh, we had 16 that submitted proposals. So that tells you, again, at this end of the process, uh, they funded all of them because they all, if you ever want to be just in a terrible situation where you can't make a choice because it's all good, come sit on that committee. Because again, you're reading proposals from nonprofits that are doing some amazing things. Mm. And then the hard part is, is through our campaign, you get a certain amount of money. Well, if you add up all the requests, uh, we almost never have enough money mm. to go around. So then you have to start deciding out of all these organizations that are asking money for these worthy causes, uh, gosh, I can't give you what you're asking, but I, you need something. But how do you make that decision? So yeah. um, back to your question, we have this committee set up. There's usually some subcommittees that kind of grade the proposals. Again, we're looking at everything from financials. Uh, we're looking at what their predicted outcomes are going to be, You know how what they're going to use the money to towards and how they might be changing the community conditions. Uh, and then they get together as this this body and say, this is what our community lacks. This is what our community needs. Uh, this is how they might be addressing. And they prioritize. And, and from that, they make those decisions. And, and it's tough. And, you know, I remember they this last year they struggled with it. It's not that United Way had the excess money. It was actually the exact opposite. We're, you know, like most nonprofits, we're hurting. Yeah. Uh, and... They had to make that tough decision, but at the end of the day, they said every single one of these organizations that applied is is worthy of something, and they all got something. Um, mm. So that's why our campaign is so important as well. Is um, I want you know the um, I want it to play out one day in my head, which would be the perfect scenario that you know we get those requests and we have so much money, we say. You ask for fifty thousand dollars. Here's fifty thousand yeah. dollars. You ask for seventy five thousand dollars. Here's and you meet every need that they that's asked of. Yeah. Um, that's the perfect world for me. Yeah. So you guys need more money. Someone's yes. listening right now. How do they give you money? Sure. Uh, again, we're in a lot of the workplaces around the area, um, but there's a lot of places that you know if they're small employers, we, we just can't get to. Uh, I mean, it would be almost impossible. So uh, if you're one of those, uh, it's easy to give. You can donate on our website. There's a button up there, uh, N-T-A-U-W, which stands for North Texas Area United Way dot org. So N-T-A-U-W dot org. Uh, you can donate online. So uh, credit card, debit card, anything like that. If you want to mail a check, you can mail it to our address. It's 1105 Holiday. Uh, so we make it as easy as you can, as we can. People still mail y'all checks? That yeah. still happen? Oh, yeah. People used to mail? Yeah. I didn't know. I actually still. mail checks. Okay. It's probably, you know, your parent and grandparents age. So. I'll, yeah, I'll just tell my dad that he can set it up for me. Yeah. Kind of send you an email or something? Bill pay. You can do yeah. bill pay. Okay, cool. You know, bank drafts. You know, you can give us stock, uh, property, royalties. We'll take everything. Hopefully you're not talking to me because I don't have oh, any, any of those last three things yeah. to give you. Are you sure? Do you know what they are? Uh, I mean, not really. <laughs> but I can send you a text okay. or an email. All right. <laughs> so people go to the website. I mean, there's tons of ways yeah. to, to do that. So. And, and, that, and that's we're, we're trying to make it easier. Uh, like you said, uh, right now, you know, 
say like the hurricane response, you know, they have these things set up where you can text. When you text, it charges your bill. Uh, we, we're not quite that fancy. You know, some of the options that we have is we call it text to give, but it's actually text to then us to respond with a link to the, go onto our website and to give. Um, but we, we're trying to make it easier and trying to reach all the different ways. Like you said, people are mailing checks. Uh, they're dropping by the office cash. Um, but we're, we're trying to stay on top of things. So uh, however people want to give, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. Cool. One, I appreciate your time. No, I appreciate two, y'all. I two very important questions for you. Sure. One, when do you think the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl? It's not going to happen this year. Hurts my heart. I'm sorry. Hurts my heart a lot. Who do you think is going to win? Cowboys. Really? Until they're mathematically eliminated, it'll be the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. I believe that. Okay. They won't lose another game this year. I can't. I couldn't do it. Uh, no, I don't know. It's it's been a weird football season. Yeah, this year you don't know what you're going to expect from the Cowboys that I've seen. They either show up or they don't. It, it's either they're on or on. I mean, even well, I say that the last game is like they showed up for the first half and then some adjustments are made and they shut them down and didn't I show know. up the second half. So we need Romo back. Is what we need. Uh, definitely not. No, we need Romo. If Romo, if you're listening, get out of the booth. We need you back. Uh, he's great in the booth. Yeah, he is great in the booth. He's, he just he predicts everything. I know. What she was probably doing on the kind of spoils too. the game though. I know, but it's kind of awesome. I think it's just his way to flex. Like, I didn't get a ring, but I still know the game better than everybody else. <laughs> That's why I like him. Second question, maybe more important. Okay. When do the Rangers get a World Series? Thanks, Nelson Cruz. Yeah, uh, that's a touchy subject. You know, what's even more heartbreaking to me is the fact that they're about to tear down the stadium that's just gorgeous. Uh, I understand, I guess, the need for this indoor stadium, you know, can close and not. But, you know, the thought of them just imploding that stadium down just doesn't make sense to me. But it's kind of heartbreaking. But the, the renderings do look pretty cool in the new stadium. Yeah. But it's just the thought of tearing something down. I, I mean, it'd be different if, like, they repurposed it. Yeah. But, gosh, it seems wasteful. But you know those guys have to show up every day and think about, man, if Nelson Cruz would have just caught that ball. It would have been. Then you might as well, yeah. it's like you just want to get rid of it. You're just like, we should well, just get rid of this it, whole area, blow this whole thing That's up. probably why they're doing it. It, it probably is. It. Yeah. I mean, right, just catch the, the, just the right, under the, the, under the, the right ball. field is just why don't they just tear down right field? Yeah, I might as well. I mean, I would have caught the ball. Probably. Probably. Well, yeah, I would have for sure. At least made a better attempt on it. Yeah. I wouldn't have short armed it for sure for the World Series. But Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, you know, they sold off a lot of their big names and talent. So, you know, you, you know, are we back to the rebuilding phase? So are we looking at another five years? I don't know. I hope not. I just absolutely hope not. It was hard to watch. You know, it's, this season kind of gave me, you know, I stopped watching them there for a little while, and then they started picking things out, closing that gap for that wild card spot. So I started watching them again, and then they just went on another losing streak, so it's probably my fault. Well, I'd give it – last, like, couple weeks of the year I gave up. I was just like, my just for my heart's sake, Cowboys had started. I was like, I can't deal with both of these at the same time. And then Jared one day was like, hey, FYI, mathematically – we're they still can win these few games, and then it just—I started watching again, and yeah. I'm just heartbroken. Yeah, exactly. You just, you know, twisted the knife in me, for sure. But to even be in the running at the end of the year and be a game below 500 is especially fascinating. With, again selling off your big talent and I all know. the injuries. I mean, somewhat impressive. Yeah. So hopefully it's not a rebuild. 
you know, Odor is our biggest talent out there. You know that, right? Oh, I 100 percent believe that. Just you know, I saw I saw Jared's post on that, and you know, you know what you can't what you can't measure is the guy's heart. That's amen, and punching power. That's right. What up, Batista? You mean the fist? Bop. We got a good middle infield. Two of the best hitters in the league. Yeah, it's gonna be. It'll be a run. We'll figure it out. So, Cowboys or Rangers? Who wins a, a ring first? Cowboys. Uh, yeah, or I'll throw the Mavericks in there as well if you want them as well. Yeah, you're losing me there. Yeah, it's not gonna matter. Yeah, there's like six good teams. What about the Stars? Running. You didn't even throw them in there. Yeah, no, I have no idea. That's not. They sound great. I don't know. <laughs> That's not my thing. <laughs> That's one. I mean, I I really am super bandwagon. Um, Soccer and hockey, like just whenever it's like important. FIFA, like whenever you get around to like yeah, the World Cup, exactly. I, or you get around to, to yeah. the Olympics, like I'm all in. Like I feel like I know everything about everybody. I'm annoying, but I don't watch any of the time. I should watch more Premier League and stuff like that. I just don't. And then uh, hockey, same thing. Like Olympics, or really like once Stanley we get into Cup. the Stanley Cup, I'm just, yeah. if the stars are in it, then I'm that's cool. But if not, I'm not really. So hey, thanks for being here. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll do this again. Yeah. And you can give us an update. And we'll post cool. some links out in the description on ways to give. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, thanks for being and here. And if there's a way that people want to give that we're not – or we're not telling our story right, you know, man, I'm always open for feedback. So if someone wants to give us that feedback, I'm, I'm happy to listen. Yeah, that's good. And thanks for everything you are doing for the community. We love the city. And so Appreciate it. want to be better. So All right. Thanks for listening. This was episode – Seven. Seven. Thank you. Of Modern Mad Men. We'll <laughs> be